No Pull. Powered by Earnhardt Auto Centers. For a premier destination near you, head to nobull.com. Here's Chris, Crespin, and Simone. And welcome in to a special Tuesday edition of No Bull with Chris Crespin and Simone. Chris Schubert, Sean Crespin here with you on a Tuesday. Now, Sean, you, you, you live about 15 minutes away from me. Now, I have to ask you because I've seen some pictures from what yesterday and today have brought weather-wise. There's some snow in the area, right? Some snow in some some people around me. Saw some flurries yesterday. Any flurries by you because there were none by me yesterday? Or- um, I wouldn't know. I was all over the place yesterday. I was out in, uh, in Phoenix doing a radio show, shot over to do a, uh, a Sun Devil Network broadcast for ASU U of A. So I, I wasn't here you're when like, all of that was like going mayor. on. You're like you're on campaign yeah. stops. You're I was like, all different people all over the place. But uh, so yeah, I was not here for uh, for for that storm. But it did get quite wet outside yesterday. As uh, it's still it's still soaked in my front and backyard. So not bad. Love the weather. Supposed to get another one later this week. Not quite as big, but uh, opportunity for one. So looking forward to it. I just- I just saw some people like not that far north from where we are talking about snow, and I'm like, snow in Arizona. Yeah. I, I I left that. I left the East Coast to not have that well, issue and, and, at all. And it depends which uh, which weather person you talk to. Like there was a, I don't know if you lived here at the time, but Salt River Fields in Scottsdale was blanketed mm-hmm. in, in white a few years back, and all of us here, you know, I'm a native here, so for me, white on the ground equals snow. That's definitely snow. And all the meteorologists in the in the area were like, whoa, 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 that's not snow. It's grapple, okay? It's not quite hail. It's Excuse not me? quite that, snow. That's it's, a made-up word. It's grapple. And I went, you know what? No, the hell with you. It's snow. If it's white and it's on the ground, it's, it's, it's grapple. So, uh, no, interesting huh. weather the last couple of days, to be, to be sure. Uh, lots to get into. We have the Super Bowl matchup being set. You will get our reaction to those games. An interesting tweet from Adam Schefter and the Manscaped Full Grown Man Salute all coming in today's program. But, Sean, if you could, we have a busy day with a lot of baseball stories in the lead. Let's go. This is the one they're talking about. Save the best for last. We'll save the baseball stories for the back half of the in the lead portion of the program, Sean, if that's okay with you. We have to start with, you mentioned it, you're wearing the, 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 the quarter zip. There was a basketball game last night. Sun Devils fall in their recently rescheduled game with U of A. Game got moved up a little bit. They lose six straight losses, Sean. I don't really have words left to describe, I would say, the disappointment that I think we all have in this team. I'm not saying that it's I'm trying to put blame in certain places, but I think when we started this season, there were expectations when you look at the talent on this team that we would not be talking about a team that has played this poorly, but yet here we are. Yeah, this is uh, the whole thing's been brutal from the get go, right? From the COVID issues that you experienced to, uh, you know, different reasons why guys had to leave. Remy had the, you know, the family things to take care right. of. And, you know, Jalen Graham was out, who, by the way, has played sensational the last two games against the U of A. He's been the lone bright spot. Um, but, uh, you know, he was out with Mono for two weeks. Bagley was out for two weeks early in the year. We've gone over it. All the different reasons why this team has yet to find any, any continuity. Last night, I can't describe it. Kyle Dodd and I, you know, the color analyst during the, during the broadcast, trying to put our finger on what we were watching. ASU started out 0 for 12 last night. They're down double digits right away. I mean, right out of the shoot last night, they're down double digits air balls left and right i mean a couple of times they got into the paint had just little floaters in front of them back-to-back possessions airballed them both i mean it just the way they started that basketball game there's i can't put my finger on it um 
to their credit, they tried to battle back late in the second half. They actually got the lead that was, I believe, at 27 at one point, down to nine. Um, it just, it was, it was ugly. It's hard to put your finger on on what exactly is going on with this basketball team because again, the talent is there. You see it, Christopher Bagley, Martin. You know, it, Graham is a great great boost off the bench 14 points again 11 boards last night really helps out with the rebounding department but yeah i mean i can't put my finger on it this has just been a disappointment from start to finish and we're supposed to be like this is what we do we're supposed to be able to put words in context into what we're seeing like it's our job to do that and i'm like john i woke up this morning knowing that we were going to talk about this and i was struggling like i was struggling to put together my thoughts because i really don't know if there's an explanation like it's just all of these things that you mentioned the COVID issues you know remy having to deal with his family issues everything that just happened has just kind of added up to where they haven't been able to work together long enough i think to to kind of build that chemistry and now it's just a snowball and that's turned into an avalanche and it's just it's rolling downhill and you can't stop it right it's yeah. just, that's what it feels like and and so they'll play out the rest of the season but this just it feels like just a, a massive disappointment yet i don't i'm not blaming anybody i don't think there's one place you put blame it just it, it just happened i mean it is a massive disappointment you have if you look at most mock drafts for the for the nba draft you've got two first round picks right now in, in the majority of mock drafts you have two first round picks on this roster and you can't find you haven't won a game in 44 days and, and and that's because remy's three from the corner against gcu imagine if that ball doesn't fall you haven't oh, won man. a game in 44 days coming up you've got cal and stanford this weekend oh by the way another 9 p.m tip on thursday thanks pack 12 uh so that'll be fun but no, this this team is, is it's struggling. You know, they 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 see we'll see how they finish out. They they seem to not have any quit in them, but uh, we'll, we'll see, man. This is this has been a this has been a grind to say the least. Was that your was that your way of lodging a formal complaint against the 9 p.m. tips? Was that what that was? It, it lodge, felt a little bit. I didn't lodge anything. Matter of fact, I said thank you. Back to well. Yeah, <laughs> you did need to say thank you. Okay, yeah. one more story here before we get into the two baseball-related topics here uh, in the lead. Uh, some some news with Arizona ties is ex-Arizona Coyotes general manager John Chaika suspended yesterday by the National Hockey League through December 31st of this season, uh, according to sources uh, that told ESPN this yesterday. Uh, Bettman made the ruling Monday, sent out a memo to all teams that stated Chaika engaged in quote conduct detrimental to the league and game end quote and Bettman's ruling also said Chaika quote breached his obligation to the club end quote now if you remember Chaika uh the suspension is linked to when Chaika was pursuing other opportunities while being with the Coyotes and then he terminated his contract three years early remember that mess from everybody I think forgets this because the bubble was going on and the Coyotes were kind of making that playoff push and they were in the postseason we kind of forgot this was going on. Well, now he's been suspended through at least December 31st of 2021. Sean. What a mess that he left this this franchise into. By the way, that turned out not that turned out to be a pretty bad hire. Trying to think outside the box, get the young analytical kid in. Bring, you know, it turned out to be pretty bad. I mean, every draft pick traded away. The Taylor Hall trade that you make. And there's no well, and certainty Sean, the you're even going to be able to keep them. I, I mean, it's, yeah. And then they had the controversy with the with the back in August with the draft, the combine stuff. Remember when they were kind of asking questions that they shouldn't have asked, and they lost yep. a couple of draft picks because yep. of that. That and that happened under Trika as well. It's so it just, was it was a, it was a mess. It was it was, it was it was awful. Yeah. So you know, move on. Good riddance. I don't think anybody's going to jump to hire him anyway, anytime soon. Anyway. 
Now, Sean, do I have to get both of these stories in in 60 seconds? Is that the way we're doing what, this? What, is it two baseball? No, you know what? We, we won't even... We won't. You can take your time so you can slow down and not have to talk like the micro-machine man, you know, to fit it in this time. We'll just leave the We'll that. just leave the in-the-lead bet up. Okay. There's a couple baseball stories. I'll give Love it to this. you. We're almost at Appreciate that time that. of year where I'm going to have to do full baseball segments anyway. This so fantastic. We'll gear up for we'll it now, you. Schubert. What do you okay. have? So story number one, and the Arizona Coyotes were brought up again in a baseball story uh, yesterday. The Cactus League and a, and a group of mayors sent a letter to Commissioner Manfred of Major League Baseball and citing the current COVID situation in Maricopa County said, hey, you know what? Maybe we should push back the start of the season. Maybe we should push back when Cactus League is going to start. And they, and they cited some projections that say, hey, this is what the cases per day will look like on February 15th. And this is what projections say the cases will look like on March 15th, just a month later. And it was a drastic difference in the way the projections um the way the projections look. So they're asking, hey, push this back a month. This is really the only way I think, Sean, that Major League Baseball is going to get to push the season back, still play 162 games, and not have a fight with the union on their hand is if local municipalities, specifically here in Arizona, the Cactus League, tell them, no, 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 you can't do this. You can't start here. Now, here's the issue with this. One of the signatures on this list, on this letter, is the mayor of Glendale. And it, a lot of people, including some smart baseball people, Jeff Passan of ESPN pointed this out yesterday. The mayor of Glendale signing off on this letter while having the Arizona Coyotes welcome fans into the building is a little bit of a weird dance that's going on right now. So it makes it think that this is the Cactus League maybe just asking Major, Major League Baseball to do this, but that they're not going to force their hand. Again, the mayor of Glendale signed off on this list, but he also signed uh, this letter, excuse me, but he also signed off on the Arizona Coyotes letting like 5,000 people into the building. So it's a very weird 34. situation that we excuse me, 34,000 people into the building. And this is kind of the dance that we're doing. So I'll believe it when I see it, Sean. I know they sent this letter out, but I still think the Cactus League is going to start on time because I don't really think these politicians are really going to push the envelope here. And the Players Association yesterday said, hey, Major League Baseball told us to expect to start on time. We're operating as that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. Uh, yeah, they cited a, a study out of Washington, as a matter of fact, who projects a significant dip and mid-March. So if we're talking just about a couple of weeks here, figure it out. Make it work. They'll, they'll, they'll make it work. Right. Like, like there, there doesn't need to be animosity, right? There's probably no. an, an agreement that we can come to, especially since we're seeing a lot of vaccine news that is starting to get a lot better. And it certainly feels like we're trending in a direction where things could be better by the summertime. And these projections do say that March will be a little bit better. Okay. So we'll keep an eye on that. Um, Cactus League, not technically uh, probably plan to start for another two or three weeks. So a little bit of time for them to kind of figure this out. But if, if, if the municipalities do kind of push this, right, if they push the envelope on this, then I think Major League Baseball is going to have to respond because you can't have the Grapefruit League start in Florida and not have teams in the Cactus League playing. It's just an unfair advantage to the other teams. So that is something to keep an eye on. Also, today, this is probably one of my, I would say, favorite and least favorite days of the baseball offseason, Sean. Today is Baseball Hall of Fame Announcement Day. We learn who will be the class of 2021. It's my favorite day because we get to recognize some of the greats. We get to see some of the campaigns that have been forged by members of the media, people like myself who talk about these things on Twitter on a daily basis, uh, if these guys do ultimately get in. It's also my least favorite day is because we see some of just the, the sort of the old guard try to gatekeep the game a little bit. It's a little, uh, you know, disheartening to somebody like me who loves this game and wants it to grow and wants more people to enjoy it. To see some of the gatekeeping is a little bit uh, disappointing. But, Sean, listen, I don't know if you, if you have a cricket sound effect, but the, the, the class of 2021 is not going to have anybody in it. I, I'm, here, I'm here to tell you right now, there is going to be nobody inducted into the class of 2021. It, the only person that I think could break the 75% threshold would be Kurt Schilling. 
Uh, he's probably the closest. I don't think we get anybody in here in the class of 2021. How can you have nobody? This Listen, is baseball John, I, being baseball again, Schubert. This, okay? this is baseball being baseball again. I called it gatekeeping. I told you what it was. How can you have nobody? It's always a joke. Like, for instance, there was somebody who didn't vote for Ken Griffey Jr. For uh, I, I, I had the other day when we lost the great Hank Aaron, and I'm looking at all the information from his past and his history, and you get to the uh, the – Baseball Hall of Fame portion where he was inducted in 1982 with 97.8% of the votes. Who the hell is the 2.2%? You know, it's it's baseball being baseball again, and these voters and this whole process. Why do they always have to be so damn different? So I, I don't have an answer for you, and this is why I, I call it so my least dumb. favorite day. But Ryan Thibodeau, who does a fantastic job at not Mr. Thibs um, on Twitter, tracks this stuff. It brings ballots together, has a tracker. Here are the top three vote getters according to the public ballots that we know. You have Kurt Schilling at 74.6% of the vote. You have Barry Bonds at 73.1% of the vote. Roger Clemens at 72.6% of the vote. Those are the only guys in the 70% threshold. They have to get the 75% in order to be Hall of Famers. The expectation is that none of those three guys are going to get it, but they are getting close. Barry Bonds, Clemens, and Schilling will all enter their 10th and final year next season in order to get in. So keep an eye on it. We will, Maybe there'll be a surprise. And one you're, of these telling guys me, get in. you're telling me there's nobody else from the history of the game, the oldest sport here in America that doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame no, no, no. outside no, of those. I can call it about 10 people, but they're just, I'm just telling you what the numbers incredible. are, right? Like, the, the plight that I'm taking up the last couple of years has been Billy Wagner, right? This is his sixth season. He, he played for the Mets. I think he's one of the greatest closers of all time. He's gaining traction this year, but he's only at 46.7%. So we're going to have to do this a couple more years, right? This is probably a year nine, year 10 guy for Billy Wagner. You so, purge hey, all the voters. That's what needs to happen. You purge all the voters and just start from scratch. What a joke. I, again, I, like I said, it is both my favorite and least favorite day. We get to celebrate when guys get in, but also there is some kind of, there's some gatekeeping that occurs that does make it not so enjoyable. So there you have it. Two baseball stories here on a Tuesday edition of the program. Coming up next, we will give you our thoughts on the Super Bowl matchup. Recap the games, Bucks, Packers, Chiefs, Bills. We'll do it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. But first, it's a brand new year. Get that brand new ride. You don't even have to leave the house to do it. Nobull.com is where you want to go. 10,000 vehicles at your fingertips. Nobull.com. Check out the Nobull Express option as well. You don't have to leave your front door, as I mentioned. They're going to bring a car for you to test drive at your house. You finish the financial application online. Going to deliver that ride to you once your purchasing process is over. The Earnhardt world-class commitment to service and prices that can't be beat right there from your own home. Nobull.com. The Nobull Express option. A proud partner of Nobull with Chris Crespin and Simone. Locally owned and operated since 1951 if you've lived in the valley for any amount of time you know the Earnhardt's you know Earnhardt Auto Centers you know it's a name you can trust Earnhardt Auto Centers nobull.com that ain't no bull okay this probably needs to be the quickest rapid rundown we've ever done there are two games although I should take that back the Super Bowl rapid rundown should be the quickest because there's one game to, to, to dissect in this guy we will try our best here. Sean, we will go in order of the way the games are played on Sunday. We will start with the game that I think will take us the most time to discuss because there's a lot of stuff to happen in the second half of that football game. A lot game. to unpack, Schubert. The Green Bay Packers hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game. It is the Buccaneers who win this game. They will be going to the Super Bowl, Sean. And listen, the first half of this game 
went very similarly to the way that the rest of the game went the first time these two teams played after Green Bay had a 10-0 lead. Tampa just had the number. They were just, they were rolling. You had the Scotty Miller play at the end of the half to give them a 21-10 lead. And Sean, you, we joked on the Sunday show that the snow and the cold would not have as big of an impact as people said. I would like to be the first person to say I lied because it froze everybody's brains in the second half because nobody <laughs> could make a good decision. Tom Brady throws three terrible interceptions, almost throws a fourth. Matt LaFleur makes some weird coaching decisions. So everybody's brains got frozen in the second half of that game, and it, and it caused what was a drama-filled second half in a game that we didn't think was going to get there. So, Sean, I will, I, will, I will hand you the platter of this game and say, where would you like us to start? It's it, I don't even know where to start. I mean, there was so much in this football game. Obviously, Tom Brady punching his ticket to the, his 10th Super Bowl, which is just a ridiculous Ten. number. Ten An Super absolutely ri ridiculous number. What's he been in the league for, for, for 20 years? And he's 50% he of them. He will have played in 18% of the Super Bowls, Sean. 18% yeah. of all Super Bowls. Tom Brady will have played in them. I saw somebody with a tweet yesterday that said Tom Brady's percentage of going to the Super Bowl in his career 50%. Uh, Steph Curry percentage from three-point range, like 47%. So you have a better chance of Tom Brady making it to the Super Bowl than Steph Curry knocking down a three-pointer, uh, if you put it that way, and just started to get crazy with these odds. Uh, so anyway, so there's that, there's that that we're going to talk about for the next two weeks. But in terms of this football game, it's hard not to focus on how it finished. Tampa Bay jumps up 28 to 10, as you mentioned, but Tom Brady got a case of the turnovers in the second half. Uh, Green Bay able to capitalize on one of them. They were able to pull themselves within five, and Brady throws another interception, three and out. Brady throws another interception, three and out. Buccaneers go down and get three, so it goes from five to eight. Now you have the ball with yet another opportunity to tie. You're within one score. This is now the third possession you have with either less than one score difference or Eight points, so still a one-point ball game or one-score ball game, and you can't capitalize. To me, that's the story of the game. We can talk about the final drive, go for it or not go for it on fourth down, which was just an absolutely atrocious call. Um, but you had three opportunities. You're the league's highest-scoring offense. You're mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers. You can't yep. blame anybody but yourself, dude. You had three opportunities, and the first two times, you went three and out. Brady throws a pick. You go three and out. Brady throws a pick. You go three and out. Both of those opportunities late in the game, you could have took the lead. You, 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 nobody to blame but yourself, and it goes more than just the head coach, more than just the defensive coordinator for calling the you know single high coverage when – What are you doing? You're giving up what a touchdown going in. Like It's more than all – it was a complete – meltdown for the Packers in so many ways so many ways but Buccaneers capitalize they're going to the Super Bowl and, and Sean I got two more things to add here right one I said on the Sunday show and in the Friday show in which we previewed this game that I thought if if Tampa Bay did what they did against New Orleans and give opportunities to Aaron Rodgers that he would make the most of those opportunities I thought the same thing Yep. Boy, was I wrong because they gave them even more opportunities in the second half than they gave New Orleans, and three turnovers turned into six points. That's all they could come up with. And and, and, and to me, I, I couldn't have seen that coming at all. Right? I thought, man, you give you give Aaron Rodgers three Brady interceptions in the second half, they win that football game. No matter no matter the fact that they were down 28-10 to 10 in a blink, in an instant, in the way that second half started, I thought for sure that they were going to win that football game with the way that Brady was turning the ball over. And so that, that was, to me... 
this is the most stunning thing about this, right? That that to me was the most stunning thing that you give them the three turnovers and they only get six points. And then the the, the thing that bothers me about the decision to not go for it, and I said this about Tennessee against against Baltimore. Tennessee just needed to turn around and look in the backfield and say that they had an MVP candidate on fourth and two, give the ball to Derrick Henry, right? All Matt LaFleur has to do is look out on the field and see that he's got a guy wearing number 12 who's going to be a Hall of Famer and is one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. I'm going down with the Hall of Famer. I'm going down with the Hall of Famer in that spot because I don't know what he was thinking that his, that Tom Brady wasn't going to be able to get 10 yards on the other side of the ball. I know Brady had thrown thrown three picks, but Brady can look up at the clock. He can see what he, what he would need to do. 10 yards and you're in the Super Bowl. You had four times. So here's the, here's the thinking, and you're an analytics guy, and if the numbers, you know, these 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 morons out there that crunch numbers and only live by them will tell you that apparently, apparently, they had a, by kicking the field goal, they had a 10% chance of winning that game. Had they gone for it in fourth down, they would have had a 9% chance of winning that game. So there you go. The numbers don't lie, Schubert. No, I'm with you. It's ridiculous. The analytics community needs to get the hell out of football because it's ridiculous. You have Aaron Rodgers there. You're going to take the ball out of his hand and put it into your defense's hand. It just made no sense whatsoever. And at that point, you're counting possessions. So when you're down eight, you have to get a touchdown. If you don't get a touchdown, you have to get a stop and then get a touchdown. Guess what you still need to do if you kick the field goal? I have to get a stop and then get a touchdown. It did not, by kicking that field goal, it did not change what you had to accomplish as a football team in the slightest. It removed the, the, only it removed the need for getting two and gave you an opportunity should you get the, the stop and then the touchdown that you have an opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to win the ball game in regulation. But give yourself two opportunities on fourth down go for it if you don't get it well i still have to accomplish the same thing i would have to accomplish if i kick the field goal anyway a stop and a touchdown so now i have two opportunities you're counting possessions i don't care what the stupid analytics people will tell you in terms of the numbers and percentages it's ridiculous get the hell out of football you're in the way give the ball to aaron Rodgers and let him do what he what he can do you can also make the claim on third down he could have ran to the pylon on the top of the screen. So to his right, uh, there was, was a wide open field there. Maybe on third down, if he gets down to the two-yard line, maybe they go for it on fourth down and it's not even a decision. But to me, it shouldn't have been a decision anyway. By kicking the field goal, you did not you did not change what you had to accomplish as a football team. Still had to get a stop. Still had to get a score. Nothing changed. All you did was was make your, put yourself in worse field position. Because instead of having them backed up inside their own 10-yard line, now you're kicking off to them. They got it out near the 20. All you did was give them better field position. The whole thing made zero sense. I, 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 two days later, I still can't make sense of that decision. It doesn't make any sense. And, Sean, the only scenario in which you don't have to get a stop is if you do the thing that you want to do on that play. Score a score. touchdown, score a two-point conversion, and the game's tied. Right? Like, in any, even if they score a touchdown and they missed a two-point conversion, they still have to get a stop Nothing and go down changes. And yes. Nothing changes. So it, it baffles me. And, and that's why I don't think, and I'm not trying to defend the analytics community at all, and I don't think the analytics community is in favor of that decision anyway. But, like, I, that's why I don't think that was an analytics decision from, from the floor. I just think he made a bad call. Like, I just think he made a bad decision in a spot. I think the pressure got to him and he made a bad decision. He must have trusted his defense too much instead of trusting Aaron Rodgers, right? He trusted Mason Crosby more than he did Aaron Rodgers, basically, is what we're saying. And that, to me, is, is, is baffling. Okay. The AFC Championship game, this one's going to be a little bit shorter because I think we can we can summarize it as this, Sean. The Chiefs found the gear that everybody questioned if they could find at any point during the season. They flipped that switch. They turned to that gear, and they absolutely dominated the Bills after the game was 9-0. Bills got off to that nice 9-0 start, and then the Bills decided, you know what? 
you know how we're going to keep up with the Chiefs? We're going to kick field goals to keep up with the Chiefs. That's how we're going to stay in this football game. They did not do that. Patrick Mahomes is very good. He's very special. Now we get Brady and Mahomes. Yeah, I know people are giving a hard time about kicking the field goals, but some of those, it was like fourth and nine. You know, like, what are you, what are you going to do? You know, it, it's I understand it, but you, you still have to find a way to get points on the board. Listen, Buffalo came in after their week six matchup with the Chiefs. You know, I gave you the yardage dis- differential from that first football game back in week six. I think the Chiefs outgained them by 260 yards, but if you looked at the scoreboard, they had only put up 26, was it 26, 27 points, something along those lines. They, they played a... They basically, defensively, they played it where, okay, we're going to allow you to run the football, but that's going to allow us to keep the score in a manageable area. And that's Buffalo's thinking going into this football game. Kansas City made the adjustment. They weren't going to run the ball. Even when they gave them those looks, they were going to hit the underneath routes and allow their playmakers to make plays, and that's exactly what you saw. Tyreek Hill, nine receptions, 172 yards. You know, Travis Kelsey, 13 receptions, 118 yards, and two touchdowns. They allowed the playmakers to make plays. They essentially went true West Coast offense where you, you use the passing game as a form of an extended handoff to hit those open areas. So Buffalo thought, okay, let's 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 force them to keep it on the ground and hopefully that keeps the score manageable. Chiefs had other plans. You have to pick your poison when you play them, dude. It's 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 almost impossible to stop that offense. It's it's hard to put your finger on it. You know, it, it really is. I, I don't think Buffalo played a terrible football game overall. You just you your your margin for error against this Chiefs team is just so damn small. It's they're, zero. They're, no, 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 it's zero. It's, like, it's amazing. It's zero. You have it really to play is. perfect against them. When yeah. they play like that, when they play the way that team played on Sunday, you have to be absolutely yeah. perfect. And that's but but Sean, that's the thing. We hadn't seen that Chiefs team really at all this season. That Chiefs team we saw it a couple times, but yeah. It was they kind of went. It wasn't over sixty minutes. Right. They kind of went into a lull for a month and a half, where they were still winning football games, but winning them close. What was it? Seven straight of six points no, or less. It was ten, something ten like that. Straight ten straight. Cover the spread. I knew that, but I think like, in terms of in terms of uh, six points or less, so within one score, I think it was sure. like seven straight games or something like that. So uh, no, listen, they flipped that switch, man, uh, and and offensively they were they were humming. They were humming, and defensively they were they actually played really well. As they they got all over Josh Allen. Josh Allen had so, at many times had nowhere to go with the football and not a lot of time to do so. So that's a good football team, man. Tip your hat to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think they're playing better football right now than they were a year ago at this time. So now, Sean, we get to spend the next five podcast episodes breaking down position by position the Bucks, uh, Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl matchup. The next five podcasts, we get to do that. I, I'd rather do that than just be like, oh, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Like the rest of the national media is going to do. I'd rather I mean, break listen, it down. It, There's a lot fun. of good football players There's a lot of stuff, in though. this Super Bowl. There's a lot of good football players, a lot of big names, a lot of storylines. But, oh, Tommy, 10 Super Bowls. Oh, Tommy Brady. Look at the new guy, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I can only focus on the quarterback because I can't think for myself. No, let's talk about it. We'll, we'll, we'll get more into it. Sorry. that's Okay. Yeah, maybe went a little overboard there. Speaking of quarterbacks, mm-hmm. Adam Schefter put out a very interesting tweet with a large number of teams in the market for new quarterbacks. We will discuss his tweet next year on No Bull with Chris Cressman and Simone.
But first, have to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. And big news, Manscaped just released. I'll show it to you here on the video portion of the podcast. Their new refined cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over at all times. Manscaped, trusted by over 2 million men worldwide, including the gentlemen on this program. Join the movement for all of your below-the-waist grooming needs. We all know, we've talked about it in the past, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. That helps you with all your below-the-waist grooming needs. But Manscaped didn't stop there. Complete your grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped. With the same scent that's in all of Manscaped formulas, this cologne is the perfect complement to the collection. Think of it as your wingman for the night to keep you fresh and ready for anything. And like I mentioned, Check out the Perfect Package 3.0 as well if you haven't. With all the essentials for your below-the-waist grooming needs, the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, Got the it. crop formulations, yes, Got the it. ball deodorant, the toner. Mm -hmm. Keep your testes their besties, Sean. And if you head over to manscaped.com and use the promo code NOBLE, you will get 20% off and free shipping. That is manscaped.com, the promo code NOBLE, 20% off and free shipping your balls. And now your body will thank you. One thing I never knew I needed in life, ball deodorant. But once I had it, can't live without it. That's a true story. Manscaped.com, promo code NOBLE. Okay, Sean. I had to alert you to this tweet earlier today, and it got us in, in as normally it does. We sidebarred for a little bit on this conversation, and now we're bringing it here on the show. I'm going to read you a tweet from Adam Schefter, and then this is going to require us to do math in real time. And, oh, and count no. And, and, I was told there so would we're be no struggle. math. Yeah. We're going to struggle here a little bit mm -hmm. here on the program. But here, here's the tweet that I'm going to read to you from Adam Schefter. This is from 22 hours ago. There are roughly 10 quarterbacks locked into starting jobs for opening day of the 2021 NFL season. This is expected to be an unprecedented offseason of quarterback movement. My over-under of teams changing quarterbacks this offseason is 18. All right, you think that, you know, all right, that's a big number from Schefter. Huge but all right, number. He's, He's handicapping it. But there's, Sean, there's one more sentence to this tweet. I'll go with the over, Schefter says on the 18. So I thought we bring out the fancy dancy notebook and we start writing down which teams are getting quarterbacks for next season. So we're going to make some mistakes which, here because we're, do, which we're doing teams this. Teams are live. getting quarterbacks. Okay. Which teams are getting new quarterbacks? So I have a, do you, how do you want to do this, Sean? Do you want to approach on, I got this a, from the conversation? I got an idea. I got an idea. First and foremost, if we're having a conversation like this, and I'm bringing that we have to have it we have to have it okay okay second of all uh I say because he has a fancy graphic there on the tweet too I'm gonna run down these names gone okay. or not gone that's what we're playing right now gone but or not gone just just play along with me here all right all in right. terms of their current team I want you to tell me if they're gone or if they're not gone all right all right now, he starts with the big, shiny objects here, the big names on the list. Schubert, yeah. Deshaun Watson, gone or not gone? Deshaun Watson's absolutely gone. I, I, I'm convinced at this point that Deshaun Watson doesn't play another down for the Houston Texans, mainly because now we've learned that no matter who the head coaching hire is, he doesn't care. He still wants out. So there's not a scenario where they fix that Deshaun Watson plays elsewhere uh, in 2021. All right, so that's one of the 18. I'm not going there. Yeah, you mark it down. What? You say I'm, I'm not yeah. ready to say that yet. I'm really not. Today, he, you know, there's a tweet I, or a, an update I got on my phone said he's still donating to the city of Houston and taking care of you know the charities out there. So 
they're gonna mend this. They're gonna be. They're not gonna send Deshaun Watson somewhere. They do need the draft picks, though. They really do. So wait. So I have a question. I go back How and forth. I, mark- I told you I was on fifty percent, so I keep falling back and forth in terms of yeah, they're gonna get rid of them. No, they're not gonna get rid of them. Uh, we'll, we'll see as this gets closer. But okay, you so mark, do it down, mark, this mark it down. Mark it down as well, how yes. How do I mark? Do I mark it down as one team changing quarterbacks or yes. two teams? Since there's a team that's getting Deshaun oh, Watson. Good call. In this well, let's scenario. just go through the quarterbacks first. Uh, okay, so okay, there's I'll one. There's Watson one quarterback changing. One quarterback. Okay, I'll put. All right. Because he says he says my over under of teams change. I see what you're saying there. Okay, so there's. So, but yeah, but Deshaun Watson would he would probably count as we'll two. We'll do it this way. We'll look yeah. quarterbacks. We'll look quarterbacks. Here we go. This is on the fly. Aaron Rodgers. Gone or not gone? Sean, he's not gone. Where's it? Where's he going? Come on. What, what are we doing? He he's got like, yeah, where is he going? He's got three more years left on his deal. Now listen, if we wanted to play this hypothetical out, I did this on another podcast. San Francisco does make the most sense, right? Like he he went to school there. They're in a Super Bowl window. They have the personnel for him. Shanahan offense. That's the spot. But again, or, that's or living. How much do you know about your Aaron Rodgers history here? Who stuck it to him in the NFL draft? Causing him to fall down like he did and sit in that green room all embarrassed like. And it's because they took Alex Smith over him and they flirted with him in the pre-draft process talking about, yeah, we like you. I don't know. That's the only place I think it makes sense, even though he's not going anywhere. Although if he wants to if he wants to have a nice Shanahan-like offense, I know a team that also wears a, a shade of green that could use a quarterback. I hmm. see if he's interested in I, and, the Eagles. And the, his, yeah. Well, his predecessor did the same exact thing, so it wouldn't it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be uncommon for him to, to make that jump. Okay, so we're we're both in agreement. Rogers not going anywhere. No. All right, so go to the next one on the list. Matthew Stafford gone. Yeah, Stafford's gone. Or you don't not even know. Gone. He's gone. He's gone because he's asked to be gone, and Detroit has said that they're going to. Why? Move. And here's my thing with the Lions. Like, dude, in terms of negotiating a deal, leverage is so important. <laughs> Yeah, why did like, you why, why did you lions this up? Why not just make a few phone yeah. calls and hope it didn't start making the rounds to all the other GMs? Just make a few phone calls. You're not great. Why would you put it I out do. there? Now everybody knows you have to trade Matt Stafford. You have we'll no you leverage. For Stafford. Right. Yeah. You know what I got for Stafford? Yeah, I got you. I'll take round pick. I got a third round pick for you guys. Don't worry. I'll give you next year's four. Don't worry. Okay. I mean, once you get rid of your leverage, that's what you're looking at. Why did they lions yeah. this up? Okay. So we've only got We've got, what, two, two out of the three gone. All right. We, we got to keep moving here. Gone or not gone, Dak Prescott? Uh, not gone. Not, not gone. gone. Worst uh, case uh, franchise and, and, tag. Right, and that's that's the thing, right? If Dallas can't figure out a, what to do with him contract-wise, they'll just tag him again, and he'll be playing for them yeah. next season. Uh, gone or not gone, Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold's gone. Sam Darnold will be playing for a new team, the Indianapolis Colts, maybe the San Francisco 49ers, uh, maybe the Houston Texans and Deshaun right. Watson trade. Sam Darnold's gone. Mark it down. Okay, so this is off the Adam Schefter tweet saying that there are roughly only there are only ten quarterbacks locked into starting jobs for opening day next year. He's got an over under of eighteen in terms of teams changing quarterbacks, and he says take the over. So we're going over his graphic real quick. That's what we're doing here. Carson Wentz gone or not gone? So if you asked me this two weeks ago, I would have said gone. Then they made a hire in terms of the Colts offensive coordinator, Nick Sirianni. And basically, I think the way Nick Sirianni got the job was they asked him a question, will you try to fix Carson Wentz? Sirianni went, yes. They said, you're hired. Right? That's how that process probably went down. So, no, I do not think Carson Wentz is gone. I think Carson Wentz is a starting quarterback in 2021 so for the Philadelphia Eagles. The, the GM didn't get changed in Philadelphia, right? No, Howie Roseman still making so the call there. the guy that drafted Jalen Hurts is okay with hiring a head coach that's going to keep the quarterback situation status quo. How does that work? 
well, maybe Howie Roseman likes to keep his job and not be fired, so he's playing nice in the sandbox and saying, yeah, we'll keep Carson Wentz as our star. Jimmy Garoppolo, gone or not gone? He's gone, right? He, he he is not going to be playing for the San Francisco 49ers. They will Depends. upgrade in some capacity. Can they find somebody else? You know, do they they have... could trade for Stafford. Well, well, maybe. That's just it's because the Lions lined it up. Yeah, I mean, they have an opportunity to make that trade because they probably have, you have the capital for it now at this point. Um, okay, I'm about 50-50 on, on Garoppolo. I'll, I'll give you that. You th- but wait, 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 wait. You think he's going to be their starter in 2021? There's no guarantee that the 49ers can find a trade partner to bring in somebody better. So if they can't, then yes, he will be their starter in 2021. But they could but they could cut him and just trade up in the draft or to, like sign Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know, man. Well, I... I I don't know. I, I Unless they get a significant upgrade, I don't see them moving on. I just don't. Okay. Uh, Cam Newton, gone. Just, just okay, on. I don't even have to pick. Teddy Bridgewater. Ooh, interesting one. Gone or not gone? We signed for another two years there. I think they're going to try to get a quarterback in this year's draft. Where do they pick in this year's draft? I think they're like 11, 12, maybe. I, I forgot my draft order, but they're, they're in range where they could move up. Maybe they're nine. I think I just had this conversation. And this I totally time of year, this time of year, you must have the website tankathon.com bookmarked. Yeah, I just have it right. Yeah, yeah I don't. I'm not there yet. This sorry. time of year, man. Who are you asking about? The Carolina Panthers. The Carolina they are Panthers. Eight. They are picking eighth eight. overall. So, yeah. None of the numbers I said out loud. So they're in prime trade up spot if they want. Whichever one of Justin Fields or Zach Wilson isn't taking it to. Yeah. But they're also kind of in Trey Lance area where they could take Lance at eight and I would be okay with it. But I still think Teddy Bridgewater is a bridge quarterback to Teddy's those there. guys. So if you're asking oh, you ask me 2021, Teddy Bridgewater is the bridge to this next quarterback. That's he is there. Quality dad joke in there, Schubert. Quality dad. We have, you, we have a few more here on the Adam Schefter uh, graphic here of quarterbacks who could be on the move. Uh, Mitch Trubisky. Sorry, Mama Man. Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. Gone or not gone? I think he's not gone, man, because I don't think the Bears want to start Nick Foles, and I don't know if the Bears have salary cap space to get upgrade? anybody else. They don't. That's the problem. I, so Mitchell it's Trubisky. Weird. It's almost like if you sign a defensive end to a $30 million contract, it's hard to get the franchise quarterback. Well, uh, weird. Listen, That's so I just, weird. I'm not, I'm not going to defend them, but I'm going to say <laughs> trading for the Nick Foles contract uh, isn't helping them in this awful. regard, yeah. and trading up the one spot to get Trubisky hasn't helped either. No, so, that, that in was... fairness, there's been other things other than the Khalil Mack thing that has gotten in the I'm way of what they've been trying to do. I'm just being a smartass. You know, hey, no, take the shot. Take the shot. I appreciate it. Go ahead. Uh-huh. What, what's next? Jameis Winston, gone or not gone. Now, interesting. Remember who was suited up and who wasn't in the playoffs for the Saints. Keep that in mind. He was chasing those hurt, but... Um, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is is, uh, is gone in New Orleans because I think he gets more than the, what he was. He getting paid the minimum. He's getting paid like a I, million yeah, bucks. I agree. Somebody will bring him in as a backup for more. So Jameis Winston gone. gone in New I Orleans. agree. All right, Ryan Fitzpatrick gone or not gone? Man, he's gone just because track record says he's gone. Right? Yeah, track somebody else says needs he's a solid backup. Yeah. <laughs> so Fitzmagic is going to go someplace else. Alex Smith gone or not gone? Man, they really are, are. They really need to figure out that quarterback situation in Washington. But isn't Alex Smith? And we talked about Teddy Bridgewater being a bridge. Isn't Alex Smith like the perfect bridge to whatever quarterback you bring in? I would agree. So I think Alex Smith. I'm not gone. I think Alex I think Smith stays. stays. I agree. Uh, and and the last one on Adam Schefter. This one's ridiculous. This one shouldn't even be on the list. On his graphic. Well, gone. No, no, and I'll tell you why. Gone or not gone, Ben Roethlisberger. 
They have to pay him $20 million whether they keep him on the team or cut him. Like, it's non-negotiable. They can't move it. So he's either got a $40 million cap hit and he's their starter, or he's a $20 million cap hit to go play someplace else. Ben Roethlisberger will be on the 2021 Pittsburgh Steelers knockoff. Unless, Just on that principle alone. Unless Ben Roethlisberger is not on a football field next year. Are you thinking he retires? There's that option. He well, always said he, he always said that. He always said that he and Mike Pouncey would retire together. Well, what news did we get officially over the weekend? Mike Pouncey retired. Yes. So there is the opportunity that Ben looks at this and says, God, we're not on the Chiefs level. God, we're not on we're falling behind the Bills. You know, we're fall I I'm not in this for another rebuild. I hurt. Maybe he hangs it up. So gone or not gone with that thrown in there. Not gone. He okay, stole the quarterback. So how many quarterbacks on Schefter's list did we have actually moving? We had nine in total. So there you go. That's eight. that's his number. He's at 18 teams would change quarterbacks. So if nine of those quarterbacks changed only, teams, 18 different teams would have a different quarterback. But only eight of them were starters in 2021 or in 2020, right? Winston was a backup. Winston was a backup. List. Right. Now, and we had a couple of these guys discussed in backup scenarios in which they still wouldn't be a starter in a new place. But you have 18's to 18's a high well, number, man. But you have to include the Rivers Rivers is gone, so that'll be a new one. Drew Brees is gone, that'll be a new one. So you add those in. Well, I think 18 point. 18 is Schefter said a pretty I, good number. You I were all ready to jump on his ass in the yeah. pre-show meeting. He that's a pretty man. good number. Pretty good that number. It is a good number. It's a good, that was All right, a good, so have, yeah, that's a good game of so, gone or not gone right there. Gone like or that. not gone. Yeah. Um, by the way, I just think that tweet, I think, s summarizes what I've been feeling for the last couple of weeks. That this is going to be a really, really fun offseason. Like, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. It's mm -hmm. going to rival, I think, it, the some the NBA has perfected the offseason. Right? They just have in, in the way that there's just rumors and just stuff happening all the time. The NFL might get pretty close this year with some of the big names that could be on the move. By the way, the free agency class at wide receiver is pretty good as well. That will be fun to watch develop. So there's a lot of fun that's going to be had once the season ends, once the Super Bowl is complete. Sean, I, it, it, listen, we talked about it earlier in the show with Manscaped, but it is time. We need to give out the Manscaped full-grown man salute. We'll do it next here on Noble with Chris Crespin and Simone. Ah, uh, yes. Music always just hits home at the end of the program because it is time. Now, Sean, I, bad news for you. I don't have my lawnmower 3.0 handy to make the sound. I do have the refined cologne that you should uh, head over to manscaped.com. Are you able to pick up the Slack board here on the show? Yeah, I always have my lawnmower 3.0 with me. Yeah, take it with me to work even in the, in the middle of the day. So there we go. Manscaped.com, promo code NOBULL, 20% off okay. free shipping right now. Sean, do you want to go first here for the Manscaped uh, full-grown man salute? Uh, you're damn right. Let me get the, for the right graphic up here on the screen here. and, and maybe If you're watching down. the video version of the show, yeah. there are audio um, for Sean that don't watch the video version. You well, should do that, by the way. They should. Everybody, and you heard me joking around how we're going to focus on Tom Brady. Tom Brady, all 10. Ten, ten I don't know why. Bowl, I, still, I still try to go to the New England accent, whatever you talk about. Tommy, he's not even there anymore. Tommy. But still, Tom Brady, we're going to, oh, we have to talk about it. It's going to be constant. He's getting all the credit. He punched his ticket. He led that Buccaneers team to the Super Bowl, Schubert. He led that Super. He led it. Just let him there. Can we please talk about this Buccaneers defense for a minute that nobody wants to mention because they all want to talk about Tommy Brady? Five sacks, eight quarterback hits, two forced fumbles, and I told you earlier in the show when you're when you're. Your precious Tommy turned the ball over three damn times in the in the in the second half, all three times, 
giving the Packers the football down five or at least within one score, the defense stepped up and made a play when they absolutely had to. Held on to a five-point lead on three late drives in that football game. My full-grown man salute goes to the entire short-handed, mind you, with injuries in the yep. second half. Buccaneers defense. I, may, salute them. Lift your lawnmower 3.0 and salute the Buccaneers defense because over the next two weeks, nobody's going to do that. They're all going to talk about Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady. Yeah, well, if his defense didn't show up, his ass wouldn't be making his 10th Super Bowl appearance because he threw three interceptions and tried to hand it to the Packers. Give credit where credit's due. The Buccaneers defense, full-grown men this week. Sean, a great call by you. Uh, I think the Bucks defense does deserve, uh, I think, all the credit for the way that game played in the second half because there was a lot of momentum going the other way with those three interceptions for Green Bay, and they were able to slow them down and, and keep them from getting into the end zone and putting points on the board. Sean, I'm going to go from the other game, right? You, you, you picked a representative from the NFC Championship game. Why don't I pick a representative from the AFC Championship game? And it's Travis Kelsey. I mean, the 13 receptions for 118 yards and two touchdowns, I don't think do it justice for just how easy it was for Patrick Mahomes to find Travis Kelsey. The, the, the Bills had no answer for Travis Kelsey. He was open on every play. They just they couldn't figure out a way to stop him. He caught everything. He's a, just He is a full-grown man on his own. He runs people over. And boy, was this the Travis Kelsey of old. This was peak Travis Kelsey. It was fun to watch. The Bills didn't have an answer for it. So Travis Kelsey, your two touchdowns, your 13 catches for 118 yards, and just being probably the best player on the field, not named Patrick Mahomes, or a full-grown man. Yeah. He had more. He, I mean, all right, fair, fair enough. Then maybe Tyreek Hill in the conversation as well. Kelsey had a good game, though. Full-grown man salute to you, Travis Kelsey. Raise your lawnmower 3.0 and salute. It's hard to do that. He was open. He was just open all the time, Sean. Every time you looked up, oh, there nobody's covering Travis Kelsey. I told you why. I mean, the Bills again. They couldn't they, they The Bills were going to fall. Well, they were no. They they were their plan was fall back, force them to run the football again, and see if we can keep this score in the mid to low twenties in some way, shape, or form, give ourselves a shot. But the Chiefs were like, nope, we're going to go more West Coast this week and uh, boom, in, in, uh, in, into the soft spot of your zone here to Kelsey. Underneath on a crossing route to Tyreek Hill, he turns it upfield. It was ridiculous. Travis Kelsey with, yeah, 13 receptions, 118 yards. By the way, Kelsey and Hill became the first teammates to have back-to-back 100-yard -back uh, receiving duo in back-to-back -back playoff games in NFL history. So, yeah, full-grown men to be sure. That's going to do it for us here on the program. As always, you can head over to manscaped.com, 20% off the promo code NOBULL. Uh, you get free shipping as well. And, Sean, we have to tell everybody about Earnhardt Auto Centers as well. Yeah, I, I told you earlier about the NOBULL Express option at NOBULL.com, but you know, also with 19 Arizona locations, 21 dealerships, 17 different brands. If you still want to go see that new ride in person, test drive it off the lot, north, south, east, or west, doesn't matter where you're at in the valley, 19 different Arizona locations. They've got you covered for that new vehicle you got your eye on, and the NOBULL express option at noble.com absolute breeze from the comfort of your own home as well over 10,000 vehicles available for you at your fingertips at noble.com Earnhardt Auto Centers I'm a native here in Arizona you know they've been a they've been locally owned and operated since 1951 I'm 38 years old so I know nothing else other than Earnhardt Auto Centers here in the valley I know it's a name I can trust it's a name you can trust as well 69 year commitment from their family to yours Earnhardt Auto Centers and noble.com that ain't no bull Schubert 
Follow the show on Twitter at Noble underscore podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Shoe Radio. Follow Sean on Twitter at SCrespin02. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, rate, subscribe, follow. Uh, Sean, I know, I know, nine, day nine, you're down nine pounds, revitalizedweightloss.com. I, listen, I know. Yeah, I dude, was gonna, day I, nine, nine pounds. I went for my didn't first. didn't hit it in the lead. I didn't think you were going to bring it up. Listen, I went in for my first in-person consultation since I started the journey with, with, with Revitalize. Um, so down nine pounds in nine days. We made some small tweaks to uh, add a little salt here, some small thing. Listen, the whole thing's based on science. You can have McDonald's again, Sean? Nice. No, (laughs) no, no drugs, no hormones, none of that, no shots, none of that stuff. It's all just real food based around your metabolic makeup. So uh, it's based around science. It's a program built for you. Uh, I'm really enjoying it, man. Nine days, nine pounds, revitalizeweightloss.com. And like I said, wherever you get your podcast, rate, subscribe, follow, share with your friends. We will be back tomorrow for the Wednesday edition of the show. Have a good one, everyone.